money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Uh, today's tip is probably one of my favorites, uh, how to make a dollar holler, right? How many, how many of you guys can say like, I know how to make a dollar holler. Like when you go shopping, like, you know, you're like, I'm going to get a deal. How many, besides me, how many of you guys are out here? Okay, good. So, so I'm the same way. And that is just something that is very deep in my philosophy, very deep in my core. Uh, but it's follow, it's, it's, it's not just in my personal life. It's also in my real estate investing life. So, so guys, uh, I'll ask you all to give me some tips on how you make a dollar holler as a real estate investor. I want to hear what you guys think about how you can best do that. This is the interactive part. I can literally hear you breathing. So how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we make a dollar holler as a real estate investor? Add value. Good. How else? Who else? Nobody else in here can make a dollar holler. Basically, all of you guys are telling me you've never been to Ikea and you've, ne and you've never put something together to be able to sell a house or to be able to furnish a house or to be able to do something like that. All right. So you guys are so much fun and thank you all for playing. I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Thank you. I'm going to teach how to make a dollar holler as a real estate investor. So uh, for uh, for this, I'm gonna, one of what I'll call one of the most uh, powerful techniques uh, when it comes to real estate, and that is to buy property subject to the existing financing. I'm curious, how many of you guys have are familiar with that strategy, buying property subject to the existing financing? Okay, um, this is uh, this is one of those strategies that comes in and out of vogue, in and out in vogue. Why 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 would it why would a strategy come in and out of vogue? Depends on the interest rates. Depends on what. Yeah, it depends on interest rates, it depends on the market, right? So uh, this is a strategy that is very stylish right now because all of the sellers who are uh, open to selling, what kind of interest rates do they typically have if they've refinanced in the last three, four years? 3% loans, right? Yeah, very low loans, right? And then what's, the, what's one of the biggest hindrances that make buyers want to not hang out in the market right now? Some of those interest rates, right? Uh, even though I think you better get it now because it's, it's not, it's not, oh, I'm going to wait till it comes back down. It's like, if you continue to wait, it's going to be not any prettier. And if you're, if you might as well get the, your dream house right now at your dream price without having multiple offers above list price and then refinance it at some point in the future, which you probably would have done anyway. In fact, many people refinance multiple times over the last several years. Um, but uh, for us, uh, this is a property that comes into vogue when we're in an increasing interest rate market. This is a property, this is a, I'm sorry, this is a strategy that comes into vogue as well when we are in a situation like we were in 2008. What was, what was, what were the banks not doing in 2008? Lending, which is like one of their number one jobs, right? They weren't, were banks doing their jobs in 2008? Nine, ten? No. Did buyers want to buy? But they didn't have the glue to stick the seller together with the buyer because they weren't doing their job. They weren't lending. So who had to come in and do their jobs for them? So I said the Federal Reserve. How about investors who had the knowledge about owner financing, buying subject to and putting deals together, right? Until lenders were back into the business of doing their jobs, right? 
So for us, uh, that's why this is one of the most powerful techniques in real estate. Uh, it can help you as a real estate investor when a market is soft. It can help you as a real estate investor when a market is on fire as well. You can use it opportunistically. Uh, for us, every time someone brings us a deal, every time we talk to a seller about a deal, what's the first thing that we ask that seller? Can we get it with the financing? Can we take over payments on this loan? Why is that? What's our alternative? New financing. And how much is new financing, David? A lot. So hard money financing is somewhere between 12, 13, 14, 15% interest, right? So if I can take over the payments on someone's two and a half, three 3% interest loan, am I really excited about doing that? Do you see how powerful that strategy can be because that cost of money can get so very expensive? And then now what does that allow me to do with the seller in terms of my offer? I can offer more. What can I also do with the seller? How quickly can I close? Can I close faster than if I'm getting a traditional loan? Yes. Can I close faster than if I'm getting a loan with a hard money lender? Yes. Right. So can this turn a, uh, a frown upside down? Can this help me? Can you guys see how this can help make your dollar holler, right? You should have to go through the math to figure out how much interest you're saving on a monthly basis to figure out how much more you can offer a seller. Now, if you're competing with other sellers and all you're competing on is price and you're using the strategy, do you think you will win on this deal? This is the interactive part. You guys are, you guys are really, um, you guys are, you guys, I think you guys are all channeling um, my 13 year old son. This is really good. Like, you know, I, I'm used to it. It's like every answer is okay, fine, interest rate. You know, so like, yes, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. How does it benefit the seller if they offer that financing? Well, number one is that I can now pay more for the property then maybe the other investor is just using the 70% of ARB minus repairs formula, who's getting money from a hard money lender who's paying somewhere around 15% interest, which might mean the difference between me paying a seller 200,000 versus me paying a seller 210,000, which sounds better to you. Hmm, let me get out my scale, right? Is a seller gonna be interested in that? Now, so you may be saying, what's your name, sir? Lemon? Clement, okay, uh, nice to meet you. So you may be saying, you know, I would never, how many of you guys are thinking, I would never in a million years let you take over my mortgage payments. How many of you guys are thinking that? Isn't that, you can raise hands now. Okay, you're like, no way, right? You're like, as opposed to a new, as opposed to me getting a new loan, yeah. Yeah, and Clement, you're probably thinking the same thing, right? Okay, guess what? Guess who you guys are not? You guys are not going to be someone I'm going to buy subject to from. Your lives are not the subject of a country and Western music song. Okay. The sellers that I'm using this strategy on their entire life, at least the most recent part of it is a subject of a country and Western music song. What do I mean by that? What happened to their job? They just lost it. What happened to their truck? It just broke, broke down, right? What happened to all their savings? It got lost. The wife, ex-wife took it, right? What happened to their dog even? Dog's gone, right? Is that, Clement, is that you? No, you got a perfect job. Clement, you probably also have, I'm going to see, I'm going to guess. You look like 
if, if, if we could just kind of like, you know, guess each other's credit scores for a minute. Clement, you look like a, what do you think? What do you guys think? Like a 790 credit score? Clement, stand up. I just want to, yeah. Look, oh, someone says 820. Okay, take a, take a good look at Clement. Okay, turn around. Oh, no, a polo shirt, too, and a mock turtleneck. Oh, it's over. It is over, Clement. What do I know about you? You got your life in order. You got a high credit score. You're probably, I'm probably never going to buy a house from you because you're going to want to sell it at what price? That'd be full price. And as a real estate investor, can I afford to pay full price? Not in a million years. No way. But the people that I'm buying subject to from, what again, their, their, their life is the subject of a country, a good, a probably a pretty good country and Western music song. What does their credit look like, Clement? I would say take yours and subtract two or three hundred, right? Guess what I can do with someone who's been missing payments for the last six months or for the last year once I reinstate their mortgage that they've gotten behind on, again, playing this country and Western music song. And I'm making the payments every month going forward. What's that going to do to their credit score? That's going to raise it. Clement, can we now be friends? Can you see how we can be friends now? Can you see how I could be friends with someone who's not in your position? And this is probably one of the biggest problems that I see with new investors, especially people who have had great success in their lives. Because guess what they say? Guess what their biggest limiting belief is? No, I would never do this. So if you show up in front of a seller thinking, I'm, I would never do this, but this lady said at this meeting that I went to that, you know, I should try it, so I'm going to give it a go. How well do you think that's going to work out for you? Probably pretty terrible, right? But if you, if you could put yourself just one moment in their shoes, right? And, and I've kind of thought about this a little bit too. It's not, it's not, you know, I, I don't think anybody, any of these people would, would say like, well, you know, look at it from my point of view. It's like, no, not, not from their shoes, but where their shoes want to be, where their point of view wants to be, which is not where they are today, right? I think that's the way, the, the better way to look at it. But for me, I can easily raise someone's credit score when I am making payments on their loan, when I am taking over payments on their loan. If I just pay off their note, which is what many people want, right? What happens to their credit score? Nothing. Now they just have a target card and something else. But when you reinstate a mortgage and it's performing, it looks much better. You have a question in the back. It's a great question. So, you know, uh, so, and, and I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of questions there, but you know, how do you, you know, they're not in great credit. How do they know that you're going to, you know, actually do what you're, you, you say you're going to do, right? Um, and so, you know, my, probably one of my favorite questions is, and it's really a tough one for me to not laugh at, um, is, is when they say, you know, well, exactly that, like, well, how do I know that, that you're, you're not just going to, you know, buy it and then just stop making payments and, you know, and, and ruin my credit. And it's like, well, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same property. Are we talking about the same property as you haven't made a single payment on for the last year? Is that the same property we're talking about? Think about that. It's like, it's like, I'm a lottery ticket and you just won it. It's pronounced, you're welcome. Now you can't say that to a seller, but I mean, you can, you can lighten it up. You can lighten it up a little bit, right? But is it a lottery ticket? I, I certainly think it is. I certainly think it is. And also, I believe that it is. 
So now that I come in with this belief, am I going to project this confidence? And the answer is yes. And am I going to get it? You'd be surprised. I'll tell you, every investor that I've ever taught this to, that once they got out and they, and they, and they, and they did it and they came back to me and they're like, and it actually worked. And I'm like, yeah. And was it hard? No, I couldn't believe it. It's like, now you're going to walk in with a little bit more confidence. The answer is yes. Now I'm going to, I see I got a lot of questions here and I will, I've got a lot to answer. So, uh, here's, here's the other thing. Um, and this is the beautiful part. If I'm in a position, if I get myself into a position where I can't pay, what can the seller now do? Take the deed back by, by what kind of a process? You can foreclose on me if I'd stop making payments. And many times, how far are they behind? Guys, I've talked to homeowners who were $50,000 behind. I've talked to homeowners that were $100,000 behind. I have reinstated mortgages where the reinstatement amount, my reinstatement amount, I just want to look at your old HUD, your closing disclosure document. My reinstatement, holy cow, my reinstatement amount is more than what you put down when you first bought the property. Do you think I have a little bit more skin in the game to make this work than you do? And then, and then you guys have heard of this place uh, in the United States, uh, uh, Las Vegas. Everyone's heard of that place, right? It's kind of a fun place, right? And if I'm going to buy something and then just throw it away, hmm, let's see. I could, I could reinstate the mortgage on your house and then just completely walk away from it. Well, that was a fun $50,000 I just threw. When there's a place called Las Vegas, I could have way more fun, right? I'm doing this so I can save on my interest so that I can make pay you more money more than any of the other investors who don't have a clue on how to do this. Now, um, uh, you can buy it for as little as zero out of pocket, right? If they are current on their payments. Uh, but the truth is most of the time when we're buying these uh, properties, we are reinstating a loan that is behind. Because again, I'm not gonna buy it from Clement who has an 800 credit score, right? The person I'm gonna use this strategy with has a less than perfect credit score. Um, you agree to make payments on the loan going forward in exchange for the deed. So the deed transfers to me in that case. So now I own it, but now I'm making payments on your loan. Now, uh, it's simple, uh, but the details can get kind of complex. So this is my workflow for it. Uh, so you guys know, like, uh, uh, probably as you've seen the blueprint, like I love to create these different things that kind of give me this checklist. So I have a checklist of what I'm doing when it comes to the seller meeting. I have all of the transaction or all the actions that I do after the meeting. I know all the stuff that, that has to go on at the title company. And I know all the stuff that has to go on at the closing to make sure that this transaction is number one legal right? So I want to be protected too. And I want to make sure that the seller is protected. And number two, make sure that I cross every single T and dot every single I along the way. So it is simple, but it is not easy. So you guys following how you can make a dollar holler using this strategy. Yes. Yes. Three people are totally getting it. That's fantastic. Um, all right. So mortgage loans rate, loan rates, right? 3% versus 7% and a slowing market with an increasing interest rate, buying a home with a two to 3% mortgage can lower your monthly payment by half. Hard money lenders typically charging somewhere between 10 to 15% plus the points that you pay on the mortgage. So again, I can uh, pay more. That's a benefit to the seller. I can save more. That's a benefit to me. That means I'm making more money. 
Down payment can be as little as zero dollars, right? Uh, but typically I'm putting down somewhere between 10 to 20% uh, depending upon how far behind they are. Um, but still it is a lot less than a typical 30% down loan that you would have to pay if you were buying an investment property with a typical lender. So you guys seeing how this again makes that dollar holler. Uh, so also what I love about this is I can buy, I can close on that property immediately as opposed to waiting for a traditional hard money, private money, underwriting appraisals, all of that stuff that will do what to a closing? I'll ask my realtors. It'll prolong it. It'll delay it. It'll completely blow it up, right? Uh, so in 2008 through 2011, when banks stopped doing their jobs, sellers were the banks, the people with the specialized knowledge, right? They were the one who were able to survive and thrive in that part of the market cycle. Are you guys now have a little bit more specialized knowledge than when you had when you first walked in the door? Okay, some of you do, right? And some of you guys will use this specialized knowledge to make your dollar holler and make offers that will be irresistible to sellers who need people who think outside of the box like you do. <clears throat> ah, um, how many of you guys are, we're aware that there is an investor glass ceiling. How many of you guys are like, I'm gonna go, I'm going to real estate. Nobody can stop me now. Nobody can cap my, how much I make now. Probably a couple of you are. And I will tell you that there is something called an investor glass ceiling where most lenders will only give you somewhere between four and 10 loans. How many of you guys want to create passive income? Mailbox money. Okay, now people are raising their hands. Okay, it's like, okay, now we're talking. Uh, so here's the thing. For most investors, they need somewhere between 20 and 40 properties to be able to create enough mailbox money to live on a beach somewhere, okay? So if you are being capped by your lender at somewhere between four and 10 loans, your beach might look like Galveston Beach. <laughs> Okay. Um, sorry if someone here is from Galveston Beach. Uh, I can pick another beach if I need to. Somebody, somebody help me out. But, but uh, uh, that's, that's what that would look like. So this, and this strategy can also save a deal when a buyer cannot qualify. Or, and, and what are we seeing? Why, why, what are we seeing with new builders right now? A, a buyer put a property under contract a year ago and they were able to qualify for that loan one year ago, right? That's when they signed the contract. That's when the builder started building. Delays, city, inspection, uh, inserts, you know, supply chain issue, you know, here, right? And then what happens? Do they qualify for that loan anymore? And the builder will, in many cases, keep your earnest money and they'll sell it to somebody else who maybe might be able to afford it, right? Uh, but uh, uh, could this strategy help stitch together a deal that is imploding when a seller has a 3% mortgage? Okay, well, I see you couldn't qualify for that 7% because you're DTI, but I think you qualify for a 6 and I'd love to make that happen today so I can get as much of my money to go off to my next step as possible. And guess what the seller gets to benefit from? The spread, which is, this is all banks make money off of, that yield spread on that loan. Um, also wonderful in uncertain markets, down markets, uh, when lending tightens, uh, rates go up, sellers become the bank, okay? Uh, and this is how you make a dollar holler. So, uh, love to be able to share with you other past tips, other past 
uh, tricks. So every week we deliver a new one uh, about several different strategies uh, that we use as real estate investors. So uh, if you are investing in Texas and you want tips on investing in Texas, uh, check out our Texas RIA's real estate channel uh, to get uh, updated lessons. So um, and we, uh, we try and make it fun for you guys too. Was this at least a little fun? Okay. Someone said, yeah, the rest of you said, <laughs> and one of you has a question. Yes, sir. Um, I don't give out. That's a, that's a wonderful question. So one person actually likes my slides. All the rest of you again, uh, you, sir, only you, uh, um, uh, they're on, they're on our Facebook channel. So you can screenshot them all the way on our Facebook channel. Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.